Beware practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you that they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and in the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees you in secret will will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal. Like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that that they are fasting. But truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen, not by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm going to share a poem tonight. I'm not really a poet, and I know that you're supposed to recite poems, not read them, so you'll forgive me for reading this. But it's a poem about Ash Wednesday, and it speaks to the ashes and the dust and all that we're trying to do here tonight. It's called Blessing the Dust for Ash Wednesday by Jan Richardson. All those days, you felt like dust, like dirt, as if all you had to do was turn your face toward the wind and be scattered to the four corners, or swept away by the smallest breath, as insubstantial. Did you not know what the Holy One can do with dust? This is the day we freely say we are scorched. This is the hour we are marked by what has made it through the burning. This is the moment we ask for the blessing that lives within the ancient ashes and makes its home inside the soil of the sacred earth. So let us be marked, not for sorrow. And let us be marked, not for shame. And let us be marked, not for false humility or for thinking we are less than we are, but for claiming what God can do within the dust within the dirt, within the stuff of which the world is made and the stars that blaze in our bones and the galaxies that spiral inside the smudge we bear. It's a bit of an odd thing, this thing that we do on Ash Wednesday. And honestly, Lent is a bit of an odd thing also. 
I mean, the reality is we have a lot to celebrate. I think all of us here would acknowledge there is so much good among us. Despite the the rabbit holes of despair you can go down if you watch too much news or you click the share button too many times on Facebook or you think too much about the things that are not right, there is much to be thankful for. When you really think about it, most of us have just been blessed beyond measure. But during Lent, we hold back from exclaiming that blessing. We refrain, we fast, we limit ourselves. We put constraints on ourselves during this season of the year, which if you look at everything else around you, and especially if you look beyond the walls of the church or outside of the realm of faith, well, putting limits on things are, is bad. Out there, constraints are discouraged. In other realms, everyone and everything wants you to take it to the limit, live it to the max, and go beyond what is possible, 110%. But on Lent, on Ash Wednesday, and in the church, we do it a little differently. Matthew 6 is a chapter full of things that we know. All of those scriptures you, that I read you have heard, and I could have read the whole chapter and you would have known all of those words. Because from 7 till 15 is the Lord's Prayer, and you could have said it with me. And then after that, we hear about, about serving two masters. We hear about worry. We hear that phrase, Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. Solomon, the scripture reminds us, who had it all, was not, was not clothed as well as a lily of the field. Solomon, who had it all, realized it wasn't all it was cracked up to be, having it all. Solomon, if he needed to, would have traded at all. And so we fast. We turn somber for a season and, and, and we put on ashes. Because by putting on ashes and by fasting and by limiting ourselves and by using limits to, to, to channel our attention, we put it in another direction so that we might have a chance to truly see what we need to see, which is the power of God. You see, the scriptures of Ash Wednesday implore us to to shape and form ourselves and direct the power of God, or direct direct ourselves to the power of God and not to the, the praise of others. Because it's easy to think too much of ourselves. It's easy to be puffed up and proud. It's, it's easy when everything is going well and we, 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 we easily say we're blessed to forget what it is within us that allows us to see and feel and know those blessings, which is the power of God. And so for Lent, 
We turn more internal. We, we turn a, a season of the year into a time of waiting and preparing, knowing the difficulties of Holy Week that are going to come, sensing the despair of Good Friday that awaits, and anticipating the emptiness of Holy Saturday when Jesus is in a tomb or worse. We prepare for those difficult days starting now because we know they're going to come. Not just on a calendar, but they come in life. And we believe that by preparing and and waiting, we make sure that we find that which we most desperately need. Which is, once we're rescued from the confines of constraints and from the depth of despair and from the darkness of death, we see that it's Easter morning. We see that in this time of waiting and limiting ourselves, what we're waiting for is resurrection. Because God brings life from death. God animates hope from dust. So we start with these ashes, these leftovers, the discarded dust of last last Palm Sunday's praise. But we start with nothing, realizing that this whole Lenten thing, these these ashes and, and our fasting in this season, is not about how we're dust. Instead, when these, these things happen the right way, they point us through the dust to remember that without the resurrection, we are just dust. The dust warns us that with, without God's animating presence, that is all there is. The dust assures us, and the, the, the fasting assures us that it is precisely the breath of God being blown into us that makes us significantly more than the dust of the earth. More than just some cosmically arranged particles that sparked some magic and gave power to life. We are animated by the resurrecting powerful death can't hold us down presence of God who reaches beyond what we see, beyond the physical limits of the world and that God brings us to life. But it starts with dust. It starts with dust on the outside in your head or in your hand. And then it goes to work on the inside. Because after tonight, we'll take that which is external and, and it will become internal. We'll take the mark of ashes on our forehead and, and we'll look to this reminder that without the animating presence of God, we are but dust. Remembering that in Genesis 2, God picked up the dust from the ground and he blew life into it. And made us who we are. Tonight we begin a journey with ashes on our foreheads and on our hands. Acknowledging God's promise to be with us as we journey. But soon, very soon, it'll be bath time. And the ashes will wear off. The ashes will go away and what will be left is an internal journey of fasting and and prayer and intention. 
Lent will, in a matter of hours, go from an external celebration to an internal one that is a spiritual time of preparation in which we wait for Jesus to rise again. And during this time, no one else will know what you're doing and how your practices will shape you. But, but be assured that whatever you practice in the next seven weeks will shape you. But if we follow the directions of Scripture tonight, and we don't let our left hand know what our right hand is doing, and we don't contort ourselves in way that, ways that draw attention to us, and if we engage a journey of faith that points us to the ultimate treasures, the ones that come in and through the resurrection, then we will journey well. And we'll journey beyond the crucifixion to the resurrection. And the ashes we affix to ourselves tonight will not be symbols of what we are or what we think we are. And, and they won't be us settling on us and us seeing us as at our worst. But the ashes we will affix to ourselves tonight will be symbols of what God is. And they'll point us to what God does. And to the reality that because of God's animating love and presence, we are so much more than coincidentally arranged cosmic dust. We are beloved children of God. Which is exactly what Jan Richardson told us when she wrote, All those days you felt like dust, like dirt. As if all you had to do was turn your face toward the wind and be scattered to the four corners or swept away by the, most, the smallest insubstantial breath. Did you not know what the Holy One can do with dust? This is the day we freely say we are scorched. This is the hour we are marked by what has made it through the burning. This is the moment we ask for the blessing that lives within the ancient ashes that makes its home inside the soil of this sacred earth. So let us tonight be marked not for sorrow. Let us be marked not for shame. Let us be marked not for false humility or for thinking we are less than we are, but for claiming what God can do within the dust, within the dirt, within the stuff of which the world is made and the stars that blaze in our bones and the galaxies that spiral inside the smudge we bear. Will you pray with me? Lord, tonight we are gathered and we will leave with smudges of dust on us. But as we go, we ask you to help us to remember always that we only return to dust in order to return to your redeeming love and your animating breath. And so, Lord, in the dust we affix to our face, may we remember what you can do. May we be assured of what it is that you do. May we be convinced of your love May we feel your strength. May we embody your grace as we anticipate your resurrection. 
This, O Lord, is our prayer tonight, and it's a prayer that we offer in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lived and died and who lives again.